set a host to catch a host. Welcome back to Oops All Anime Gaiden, where we have two hosts ready to catch a thief. Hmm. Hmm. It didn't work. Yeah, it's, it's, listen, sometimes, you know, this is the first part of the art of podcasting, is sometimes you go for a thing, and it just doesn't work, and then you don't edit it out because you're lazy. Well, actually, since I'm editing this one, and I'm still practicing my editing, I could totally edit it out. But I'm not going to, because it doesn't make me look bad. There, see, that's now you're now you're thinking like a podcast editor. Yeah. Uh, I'm Six Stepmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Ozircon, also of Scanline Media. And we're here to discuss episodes 3, 4, and 5 of Lupin the Third, Part 5. Our continuing coverage of The World's Greatest Thief. Hmm. You know what? I'm starting to be swayed by that title. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah after these episodes? Yeah, I think so. I think I think I buy it. I'm going to have to watch more, more compelling Lupin. of a showing. Yeah. So I'm not going to read episode-by-episode summaries for all three episodes, because that would take a while. I'll just kind of give you the broad strokes of these three episodes. So where we left off, uh, Lupin, Daisuke, Goemon, and Ami were uh, fleeing uh, the, uh, like, basically, revenge by the Marco Polo website, which they had robbed, who was sending assassins after them. Uh, because there basically was an ongoing bet as to what day Lupin would die, which is an indirect way of people basically gambling and in, in, in order to cash in on Lupin's death. Um, so episode three resumes right there as all the assassins start to sort of close in. And uh, the gang whittles them down and uh, attempts to flee the country. They get separated. Eventually, it is Lupin running alongside Zenigata with Ami, and they form a temporary truce just, truce, just so they can get across the border, because Zenigata does not have authority in this country, so he can arrest him once he gets across the border. However, they don't quite make it before Lupin is shot by a sniper. This ends the game, because of course Lupin is dead, and therefore there is a winner. Bit of a time jump, uh, Ami is, has been taken in by Zenigata, who is, uh, convinced that Lupin isn't actually dead, and it turns out he is correct, because Lupin faked his death in order to catch Marco Polo. Ami is in on it, as is Jigen, Goemon, and even Fujiko, who came in at the last minute. And they turn the tables, and uh, yeah, they, they win the whole thing. And then Ami goes and becomes just a regular girl attending a boarding school. Very regular, absolutely. Yep. Completely. That all sounds accurate. So I, I feel like I summarized it pretty quickly, but there's a lot to go into here. Um, I don't know, like, first of all, if we get sort of our, our first real, like, the first two episodes mostly have Lupin and, and the crew, like, spending a lot of time running away, right? Um, yeah. They do a little bit of stealing, but mostly they're just on the run. And this is our first showing of what the crew actually does when they're in action. Um, sort of your pitch for these characters as as capable crimesmen. Yeah. Crimers. Um, crimers. There you go. That works. Um, yeah, I definitely was believing it more with all of them here. Where it wasn't like, ah, they pulled off the perfect, um, they pulled off, like, the perfect, uh, 
not heist, but con, and then got away with it, and people are on their tail, but there are no problems, which is how it felt in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, of course, somebody's going to be on to you, but it's not really a problem. And here, like, it was like, okay, yeah, there's legitimate problems when you engage in shit like this. And so it felt more real, and therefore, when they were getting out of the situations they were in, um, I felt more, um, I felt like I was buying in more mm-hmm. to Lupin and his friends actually, like, being what they're advertised as. One of the things that I feel like varies a lot, like, so, uh, Jigen, the, um, you know, the, the gunslinger of the group, um, like, he's often portrayed as, like, you know, sort of like a comical character, sort of like comic relief, but he's always shown as capable, and Goemon is never not a terror with a sword. Um, but on cross various shows, Lupin feels various levels of competent. So how did like Lupin in particular strike you? You know, he's the one I was thinking of the most when I was talking about like buying in more. Like, it seemed like he had too much of the perfect solution in the first two episodes for things. Like, especially the, ah, I'm going to post the pictures myself and that way nobody is playing Lupin Go. And like, on the one hand, yeah, that is the perfect solution. On the other hand, gosh, it just felt a little weird that he had the perfect solution. Like, not only that he could think of it, but also he could pull it off immediately. And so Mm -hmm. this didn't feel like that. This felt like he actually had to deal with problems. And so I liked him a lot more in these episodes. Mm -hmm. That he kind of works for it a little more. Yeah, he works for it and he earns it. And I like that. And I guess this is also your first real, like, we got a little bit of a Zenigata in episode two, but you actually get to spend a lot more time with Zenigata as a character, uh, across, uh, especially four and five, I feel like. Um, yep. Uh, my note from three when Zenigata shows up was like, oh, hey, Zenigata's actually here. Yeah. Yeah. Zenigata, Zenigata is always there. He will always, he will always show up, basically. Well, I'm glad that he didn't just show up, but, like, cause a real problem as soon as he did. So, that was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's nice to see a little bit of, like, this isn't the first time that Lupin has faked his own death. Um, as you probably would guess, given how long the series yeah, is. no kidding. Um, but it is kind of nice to see these quiet moments where Zenigata's just being a person. You know, like him, like, at home being, like try this it's instant ramen it's so good <laughs> and obvious just kind of like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i like that um i still liked all the ami stuff it's a bummer to me that she's not a part of the cast but i guess high schoolers have to go to high school whatever fucking bullshit if you ask me mm-hmm. or teenagers have to go to high school yeah it feels kind of weird because i feel like this show was kind of sold partially on the merits of of ami and i actually I haven't watched any more going forward. I wanted for us to record this first. Yeah. Um, but I don't think she's popped back up and like, it's not like they do this and then she immediately comes back. It seems like maybe she's not in the rest of the series. That's a bummer. Yeah. It seems like a strange choice. I'm sort of like worried that that means that every arc, there's a new guest character. And it's like, wow, Ami was great, but I can see them fucking that up real good. Like, if every arc, there's like, ah, here's a criminal who isn't the same kind of old school criminal as them. But like, here's how Lupin and the group, like, 
interface with the new world of crime is by like having a new buddy who comes along for the next five episodes or three episodes or six episodes. Uh, and then they then they go to Halloween Town and they hang up with Juice, with Jack Skellington and then you know, <laughs> yeah, you know that famous anime Kingdom Hearts. I'm just thinking of situ- like of of I mean like if you think about the format of Kingdom Hearts, it is like an overarching story but also a series of of like arcs wherein there is a special guest character for that arc. Hey, Six, I started playing video games like three and a half to four years ago, and you know this. Do you really think that I've played enough Kingdom Hearts to know this? I mean, it's the premise of, it's like, okay, you go to different worlds, and different worlds are Disney movies. You go to fucking Agrabah, and it's like, hey, here's Aladdin, here's Aladdin's problems. Okay, we solved Aladdin's problems. Let's go to, like, fucking Olympus Coliseum. Oh, here's Hercules. Here's his problems. Okay, but now you're making me want to play Kingdom Hearts, and that's not nice. It's good, though. Isn't it like 60 bucks for like the 1.5 plus 2.5 on PS4, which includes all of the games up until now? I think that's accurate. I was gonna get Vampire, but now maybe I'll get Kingdom Hearts. I don't know. This is, this is bad. You're, you're making me make bad choices. I'm gonna ask Jenny to help. Anyways. Well, Vampire also, of course, Vampire also yeah. has the world's greatest thief. Vampires. I, look, I really love vampires, so... They collectively hold that title, because they yeah. steal so much blood. Yeah. I just want to be a good doctor, but also sexy vampire. Is that all? Is is that too much to ask? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, the feeling of, like, oh, Ami's gone, who's gonna show up next, is a bad feeling. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's just... Lupin and his boys and occasionally Fujiko shows up and she's great and then she goes away again. And maybe that's the rest of part five. And that would be better than here's our guest of the arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I don't know. I was really sold on Ami is all. Yeah. And you didn't get a whole lot of Fujiko this arc. No, we did not. And I'm, I'm also concerned that there's not much Fujiko coming up. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen anybody talk about further in the show other than liking it, so. I mean, she's such a classic part of it. Like, she is, like, one of the, the five nucleic characters of, of Lupin. I, I, I bet it's just, like, people don't find it remarkable to say, hey, Fujiko's here. Yeah, probably. It's kind of like saying Jigen's here, you know? It's like, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's Lupin. Um, I would expect you're gonna see a lot more of her. Okay. As long as I get to see more of the cool girl. <laughs> So how do you feel about how all this wraps up? I guess like there's the there's the fake fake death and then they end up using AR filters in order to <laughs> I loved trick it. The guy with the cameras. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, no, I loved it. That was like that was like going whole hog on the like yeah, old style, old school crime, but new school methods. Um like Yo, we faked our death, but instead of, like, a squib on, like, a handycam recording, it's a fucking AR gunshot while he goes down and, like, sells it. That's beautiful. I love it. I would have been more mad at it, but they already introduced the idea that they're playing Pokemon Go, which is full of AR shit. And I was like, okay, actually, this is great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Actually, I'm in. Uh, I wonder how many CP it was worth to shoot Lupin. 
Oh my god, it's been so long since I played that I forgot that CPU is a thing. Oh yeah, you gotta get those capture points. They're gonna be part of Let's Go. Oh my god. <sighs> Do me a favor, the first Pokemon you capture in, in Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee, let's, though, by the way, get Eevee. Um, you have to name it Lupin. But yeah, I felt good about these episodes. I felt better about, um, I already liked the show in the first two episodes. And going through episodes three through five in one sitting, I am now, like, invested enough to watch the rest of the show. Excellent. So, I was, like, interested in Lupin as a whole, coming off the first two. But now I'm, like, even though I have several concerns about part five going in ways that, like, would not make me super happy, I'm still invested enough to watch all of part five to see how they do it. Well, so here's a question I have is, uh, like, do you think that, is that just the execution of what they have? Or is it, like, are they intriguing you with the history of Lupin, I guess? Like, are they, have they sold you on the world, or have they sold you on what they're doing with it? Um, well, it's both. Um, I don't know. They've mostly sold me on part five in the immediate sense, mm-hmm. but... When my girlfriend and I either finish our current season of Initial D or um, are looking for a movie to watch, I'm probably going to ask you about, like, okay, which part do we watch as, like, our date night activity for a f- couple weeks or a week? And then, like, when do we watch Castle of Cagliostro? Like, I do want to see the air stuff, but, like, in a general, like, at some point I want to watch it, whereas for part five, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm probably, like... Well, it's weird for me because I work on the weekends and I'm free during the week. So, yeah, this week I'm probably going to watch some more episodes of Part 5. Like, probably the next arc. Nice. I'll I'll look forward to talking to you about that off-podcast because I want to catch up as well. So, hmm. Trying to think of, like... It feels like they wrapped everything up pretty neatly, except for, like, I mean, do you feel like this is a closed book on Marco Polo and everything? Because, like, they showed Marco Polo having, like, what was it, like, four people sort of running it, and they, seems like they captured two, maybe three? Right? Yeah. I think that it was sufficiently handled within the fiction for me to buy it. Um, I don't know that, like, realistically, that was, like, a sufficient, um, way of addressing the problem. But I think that, like, it was enough for me to, like, buy in and be like, sure, I'll believe this. I'm also kind of wondering if you feel like they're going to bring it, like, if, if it's an intentional that does, like, I mean, to me, it feels like, yeah, I feel like, like you, right? Like, okay, if you say this is done, then okay. Like, you've done enough to sell me on that, but I could also see later on them saying, but there are loose ends. Yeah, I think that that it's in, like, a good enough space like that, where you could believe it either way. And so, I think that they did a good job, you know, now that you point that out, because I didn't think of that. But now that you point that out, I do think that they did a good enough job of, like, closing it. And giving themselves something to work with later, which is something that I'm going to try and keep in mind in doing my own work, because that's actually a really good idea. And I feel like we've covered it pretty extensively, and this hasn't been a very long episode, but I feel like, uh, 
you know, yeah. this, this, like, this arc, like, Lupin's never been the most, like, elaborate, complicated show, you know? Yep. Yeah, um, which isn't a problem for me, like, if I'm going to go back and watch the Ash stuff occasionally, then, um, I, I, it's actually helpful to me that it's not going to be, like, super involved. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess we'll both watch uh, going forward. And uh, do you want to announce what we're going to be going into next? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm excited. I think we've made a good pick. Um, our next show is going to be uh, Rooster Teeth's Ruby, which is anime enough, I think, to cover on the show because it is. This is a com- it's adjacent to a conversation we've had before of what makes a JRPG a JRPG. Um, it's an anime, like, it might not be made by a Japanese studio, but that is one fucking anime. And so, I think that's going to be our next show. Um, how much of it do you want to cover on our first episode? God, we'll have to talk about that off, we'll we'll establish it before we put the episode up. Yeah. But, like, uh, I have seen, uh, every, uh, frame of Ruby that currently exists. Oh, Um, I've seen Ruby up through volume three ending, I went, wow, I can't wait to watch more, but also watching Ruby was tied to a relationship for me mentally, and so I haven't watched Ruby in a couple of years. It's a lot. Like, we're going to have some shit to talk about. So I guess we'll, I'll, I'll look at some episodes, we'll look at some episode summaries and we'll figure out and put it in the show notes exactly how much we're going to watch. Yeah, by the time that this goes up, um, We'll have in the show notes what the thing is. Or maybe I'll put a little voice bumper at the end saying what we're going to be watching so that people don't have to look in the notes. All right. Well, I guess that takes us to the plug zone. Would you like to plug anything, Olivia? Uh, for now, just my Twitter, um, which will be in the show notes. Um, and other than that, I think that everything that I have to talk about is something to talk about at the end of summer or during fall. So... I'll wait until then right. to do that. All right, fair enough. Well, uh, as far as my stuff, my my Twitter is also going to be in the show notes, and uh, the traditional scanline bumper will apply, which actually I'll pass you. Yeah, you'll have to send me that. I just realized, I was like, wait a second, I don't fucking have that. I could, like, extract it from an episode, but maybe yeah. I should get the raw from you. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can pass that to you. I haven't... You'll be the first other person to touch that file, but... Well, I'm not going to do anything to it. I'm just going to stick it in at the end, so... Well, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, we'll I don't see. know if I trust you. Yeah, we'll see if you trust me. And whether that trust is deserved, more importantly. Alright, well, until we have more anime to talk about... Spoilers, we will always have more anime to talk about. There's so much will... anime, fuck me! I'm fucked! Okay, I guess there's always more anime. There's always more anime. And so... Oops, there will always be more anime. Gaiden. Peace out. Later. Hey, friends and listeners. This is Olivia, and I'm just here real quick to let you know uh, what we're going to be doing for the next episode of Oops All Anime Gaiden. It's going to be on all of Volume 1 of Ruby, which means the red, white, black, and yellow trailers, as well as all of Volume 1, which is about two hours long total. And we're going to hopefully have the episode for that up next Tuesday, which is August 14th, which is my birthday. So to celebrate the um, 
uh, to celebrate my birthday, we're going to hopefully be uh, getting another episode up faster than usual. All right, see you then. You're listening to a Scanline Media Network podcast. Check out our other podcasts, like Bottle Crow Reborn. So here's the thing, Nick. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. It's not about that. Uh, you actually convinced me. Shit. The Garnet Wager. Uh, and immediately we get Yunji being like, so hang on. Why does everyone call Jinho Kong? And Jinho, like, really circuitously explains because they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means, th- it means bean, but it's all, like, small person, and, like, I'm... Neutral game. So, if you're averse to frame data, you can still play the game, and it'll just sometimes take longer to figure some stuff out. Oops, all anime guide in. I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Operation Serial. Episode 4 yep. was a bit more understandable, but also, I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And our patron-only podcast, Oops All Anime. And he has the blessed privilege of getting an invite. He shreds it in front of her, looks her in the eye, uh, like touches Wipes her face. a tear off of her eye. <laughs> Wipes a tear off of her eye and goes, I'll kill you. Visit Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia.